Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which is kind of trying to do winter, but really isn't succeeding. Um, but it is wet, which given the drought out west, that's a good thing. Um, and today we are going to focus on the fixed signs for 2024. Um, and I guess I would like to say that we know you're up for your work. <laughs> we have to say that because <laughs> we do want humanity to evolve in the future into all of those wonderful Aquarian ideals that Jill and I <laughs> grew up hearing. <laughs> um because now is the time now yeah. the time yes um and so just um to kind of flesh out how best to take in the information that we're going to go through today um it's going to be strongest if you have fixed angles the ascendant in particular um you will definitely notice the aspects and stuff that we're going to talk about this year it will also be relevant to your sun if you have a fixed sun or a fixed moon and also to you know groupings of planets that are in fixed signs and as you get away from the angles it won't necessarily come with as big a bang but you will feel it. pluto is who is about to take a 20-year journey through fixed signs is always notable <laughs> never not <laughs> no. well and we still have we still have uranus going yes, through yes fixed we, signs yeah. as well so it's not like nobody's gonna feel that <laughs> exactly and that's where we're gonna start we're gonna leave the big boy to the end um and we are gonna start with um where the other planets are right now and to that end i will pull up a chart oh come on there we go and I will animate it and all that. Whoa, look at all that nonsense. There we go. Okay, so January 1st. And I will press that down and hit animate and make it big again. There we go. Okay, actually, I am going to take out some points because we don't need to watch the, the sun or the moon. It'll just kind of get this stuff out of the way there we go okay there a little less cluttered yes yeah okay so um i'm gonna we're gonna go through an overview then we're gonna go month to month and um and so here we can see where everybody is starting on january the first um and we can see that Mercury is stationing on the first, mm -hmm. um, you know, so getting home after the wild raucous night should be a little easier than the travel scenarios <laughs> over the next little while. Um, we've got obviously Pluto is itching to get out of Capricorn. Um, you know, we've got Saturn and, and Neptune are still in Pisces, Jupiter, Uranus are in Taurus. Um, and the only ones that are significantly changing signs in the outer group will be Jupiter. It moves into Gemini later in the year. But Saturn and Neptune stay in Pisces mm -hmm. for the full year. 
And so there's no getting away from that. So let's start with that. And if we have, actually, I'm just going to do a couple hours and put a fixed sign on the angles. There we go. Um, if you have fixed angles and or sun, moon, etc., then um, that Saturn, Neptune in Pisces, um, it's, again, if you look at the sort of just the big um, aspects, not the minor aspects, um, which are not minor, um, the sextiles and the trines, you will notice that uh, what's happening with Saturn and Neptune, Taurus can handle it. It can actually get, oh, yay, that fog bank is clearing things out of my way. I can, you know, I can get on with my agenda. Um, same with Scorpio. Scorpio might intuit more because of the fact that Saturn and Neptune are in Pisces. The ones who are like, what the heck is going on will be your Aquarius Leo axis. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, for God's sakes, especially Aquarius, because it is a Saturn. Um, Saturn is very happy in Aquarius. Traditionally, it rules it um, and it likes structure. So the fact that Saturn has deep sixed itself, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not happy. And the in conjunct Leo, how would you characterize that, Jill? Very uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got... Well, mutable water and fixed fire and there's nothing that's the problem with the signs that are either next door to each other or in conjunct there's nothing in common between those signs and so it's kind of a huh as you like to say yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uncomfortable you know? if you actually have something at you know three degrees of leo mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be an irritation but it doesn't carry enough energy to really be able to you know, meet it head on like a square does. It's exactly. It's just like this itch in the center of your back that you can't quite reach. And so, it, I, and yeah, Saturn, and I think that Saturn will go up to nineteen for those that are yeah. Yeah. And and I think you know of of the fixed signs, Taurus will actually quite enjoy the mm -hmm. sextile because it can ground that sometimes. You know all over the map kind of energy of of Pisces it gives it a container exactly yeah. you know so, and they're both quite creative and yeah artistic in their own ways yeah. I, think, I think the panatone color is fuzzy peach but notice how the word peach yes. has come in <laughs> right <laughs> you know, it's like that's a very Taurus thing right fuzzy the the actual um you know, because Taurus loves the sensual experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Did you just did you just relate astrology to the panatone color of the year? I did. <laughs> so and, and it, you know, it's like panatone is being the authority. So that's Saturn in Pisces, right? It mm. can't be a hard color. Although there was, mm -hmm. although pink was pretty, I don't know, what was the panatone color last year? Saturn went into Pisces. That would be an interesting study, actually, to follow the Panatone like, colors and Saturn. Of decoration. Yeah. I could do that. You could do that. You could do that. Yes. I did. Okay. So um, 
I think one of the things to be careful of because Neptune is there is do you really understand? Wouldn't you say, oh. Jill, you know, with, with Neptune still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Neptune in Pisces, obviously, it's in its own sign. So it has some strengths in terms of if it's expressing in a positive way, it can be very positive. But, you know, both Neptune and Pisces have a tendency to be a little uh, fuzzy, like fuzzy. unclear, you know. Yes, exactly. That lack of clarity can be very problematic, especially yeah. with that square to that you've got there with Mercury and Mars. Yes, at the beginning of the year, definitely. Like that's that's like Mercury wants, you know, some information and Neptune's like, well, it could be this, could be that. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so the same proviso for Scorpio. Um, yeah. it gives you access to um other levels of energetic experience. So I know in my own case. Um, because where Neptune is right now, it's flirting with my Mercury and my sun. Um, mm -hmm. What I'm feeling, and I'm hoping I'm doing it in a spiritually correct way, is whenever I get filled with um, uh, an energetic that feels healing and nurturing, um, I enact a meta um expression um, prayer kind of thing yeah in order to send that energy to all that who need it um, yeah so scorpio with the connection to neptune can do that but again um you have to keep in mind that you know you could be just completely delusional if you think you are actually healing the world yeah well i think it's you know as long as you're staying with a very positive vibe not you know yeah any kind of harmful thing. Yeah. I don't think you can harm anybody by being positive and sending out positive energy. Yeah. You know, well, knows we need a lot more of the positive energy in, oh, right now. We in the world right now. You yeah. Know? yeah. Okay. So let's see now. For uh, Leo, I, you know, Pisces stuff is truly annoying. I think you've already covered that. And, um, and it's you want to get on with your life, but the fog every once in a while could come in. Um, and again, the degrees we're looking at here is with Saturn all the way up to 17, I believe is where it stations. We'll see when we go through. Uh, and Neptune just hovers around the last five mm -hmm. degrees. Of well, the and it's interesting, too, in terms of this, this being the first of the year, if we're talking about sort of setting the tone for the year. It's it's squaring the kind of squaring the midpoint between Mercury and Mars. <laughs> Yeah, right like, yes, yeah. You know, it's like people are going to get kind of pissed off because they're not getting straight answers. <laughs> that is, that is you know, it's like because Sag wants to cut right to the, the heart of the matter. You know, it's shooting the arrow, wants to hit the bullseye, and, <laughs> and Neptune keeps moving the target. Yeah, yeah, it will. So, yeah, that could be, uh, yeah. There could be some of that going on this year. We want some clear information here. Yes. Okay, so the next grouping, of course, the fixed signs have been quite familiar with, and that is the fact that Uranus is in Taurus. And mm -hmm. so this began, when did it begin? When did it begin? Uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. And so he's not done. He's not done until 2025. Um, Jupiter, who entered into Taurus last year, 
will finish. And from here, from the 1st of January, it's got a four month straight through run in Taurus. And then it leaves Taurus for another 12 years. Um, I am hearing out there in YouTube land that there are some astrologers who see the Jupiter Uranus conjunction as the big kahuna this year. Mm -hmm. As I'm, I'm, I would agree that that is going to be a big scenario for especially the fixed folks um, who we're talking specifically to today. Um, but I also think the Mars conjunct Pluto in early Aquarius is not going to be too shabby as well. <laughs> well, yeah, Mercury, again, going with the whole Mercury wanting information thing, it's yeah. going to, it's going to conjunct Pluto as well. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, that, that's a month coming up here in which I think for the fixed folks, um, Yes, the Jupiter-Uranus will be another highlight of the year in a year that's full of a lot of tension around um, the Aquarius-Leo-Scorpio-Taurus axis, much like what folks had to put up with in the Cardinal when we had the Saturn-Uranus square. Yes. You know, so, you know, that buck has passed and, you know, the Cardinal group are going, yay! But the Taurus, the Scorpio, Aquarius, Leo, yeah, your time is now. Okay, so um, Uranus will go from 19 all the way up to 27 during the course of this year that Uranus will do specific aspects to any fixed planet or your angles um, throughout those degrees. Um, and, you know, Uranus in Taurus is, um, you know, for those who have been watching the early degrees of fixed signs thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, your turn is now. <laughs> and uh, you can, you at least have some historical references to look back at Taurus or Scorpio or Leo Aquarians that have earlier degrees to see, you know, what can manifest. And of course, it depends on what house it's in, mm -hmm. um, you know, but the classic thing is surprise. <laughs> well, it's also, you know, Uranus is kind of the great awakener. So exactly. we are waking up to some of the, you know, old ways of doing things because Taurus is very kind of, you know, of the earth and, you know, very practical and, you know, like I've said before, I think electroculture is one of the, you know, signatures yeah, exactly. of Uranus and Taurus, right? It's, we're discovering a Uranus is about frequencies and it's the earth and the earth is a full, you know, everything is frequency. And that's sort of, it's almost like it's, it's old knowledge, but it's become kind of new knowledge again because people had forgotten. And uh, so I think that's that's part of what's going on is sort of a renewal or a reawakening of of that kind of thing, you know, getting back to kind of doing things in a what we would call an old fashioned way more. Um, but in a, but in a new way. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think, you know, it's uh, I think that's kind of exciting for me. Mm -hmm. So. For the Leo Aquarian group, the Uranus piece in specific is a T-bone aspect, right? And yeah. so it's a square 
and the effects of others' agendas on your own. And what is good about this is that it's clear. Um, the squares are obvious. There's nothing hidden about it. Um, and respect, I mean, from my point of view, that's always been my go-to to how do you deal with somebody that T-bones you in the intersection. Um, Got to respect the other person's agenda, but you still have to find a way to move through life and respect at the same time, which is, you know, it's hard work. There's, there's no, well, yes, it, yes. with fixed energy change is fine if we have to. <laughs> well, and, and like I said, you know, Uranus is the great awakener. So mm -hmm. those moments, maybe somebody trying inadvertently, maybe whether they know it or not to wake you up to something, right? Yes. Yeah. Like giving you a bit of a shake, like you got, got to get this, right? Because, yeah, I mean, because fixed signs can be stubborn. So you oh, don't get too dug in. And that's, yes, that's a key Good to work. Point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. That's a key to working with Uranian and, and Jupiterian energy. They're, they both want to expand and open things up and wake things up. And, and if you're too like, no, I'm going to do it this way because I've always done it, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're, you're going to run into, you know, you're going to be your own worst enemy in that. So resist. In a big way. Big way with Jupiter. It yeah. won't be subtle. Yeah. And too much resistance. You know, you've got to be able to be open to something new. And that isn't always easy for the fixed signs. Yeah, exactly. I can say that because I know. <laughs> so with the Leo, um, of course, it's uh, somebody walking in off of left stage into your storyline. And again, um, as Jill has said, you know, what, what's, what can that bring to where you're going in your life that is okay, okay, this is part of it. How do I, how do I wake up to what is possible given this? And with Leo, yeah. I say it's about don't let your pride get in the way. Oh, yes, good one. Right, you know, because Leo is, I mean, Leo is a lovely sign, but it's in a negative sense. It can have too much pride, which can lead to arrogance instead of, you know, openness, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's good to be proud. I mean, in terms of if you've done something and you know that's fun you know yeah. but confidence is a thing yeah absolutely but you carry that too far it becomes arrogance and yeah. then it's like i don't need to hear that because you know i already know and be open right yeah. yes exactly well then it's a block set of people and other things sorry we need you then it's to like get a closer to your mic yeah okay okay and then it's a block to Yes. Other people and other yeah. Possibilities. Yeah. And that's, 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 you know, with squares and sometimes oppositions, but especially squares, it can be, it can be a stumbling block or a building block. And that's up to how you take it. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to just dig in and say, I don't need to know that or, you know, leave me alone, um, it's not going to be helpful. You got to kind of open up to new perspectives, which is Jupiter Uranus. Yes. Exactly. So for Scorpio, it's walking in the door. Surprise! <laughs> and in that face-to-face -face relationship, um, a compromise is what is required. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, I mean, that's learning how to balance your life with another with and typically in the opposition, it is one other, although it could be, you know, one company with another company, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in, you know, on a personal level, it is the surprise is walking through the door. And yeah, yeah. it's confronting. And, yeah. yeah. And so don't get your back up by being at being confronted. Just try and, you know, yeah. see who's at the door before you react. <laughs> Yeah, don't slam the door in their face because that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's and again, it'll just blow the door open. And <laughs> yeah, and Jupiter and Uranus both want openness. They want to expand yeah. and awaken, and together, especially that's you know, same with Taurus. Taurus can be very dug in. Mm -hmm. And I think as um, uh, Jupiter goes around every twelve years, it's obviously gonna come to the opposition to the big guy Pluto to you know the square yep. from um, Scorpio to the conjunction with Pluto itself these will be seismic openings oh yeah and you might get a hint this year with Jupiter Uranus when that conjunction occurs which is April the 18th at 21 degrees of fixed signs oh you're like oh <laughs> Do you have something at 21? I have a midpoint between Sun and Mercury. No, that's going to be my solar return chart. That's my birthday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> we were talking. It's only, no. <laughs> yeah. It's only, it's only squaring my, my natal Pluto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there oh there God. is life with these things. I was feeling so optimistic with Jupiter coming into Gemini. Anyway, so anyway. we'll mark when we come to April, when we go through the months, yeah. um, April is going to be a fairly significant month for mm -hmm. big signs, especially around, you know, five degrees on either side of 21. Okay, so um, we also get, of course, later in the year, Mars will go retrograde and it's it goes retrograde at six degrees of uh, Leo. And it is still in Leo when we cross over into 2025 going retrograde. And so there's going to be a period of time when we get to, I think it's in December when it gets, when it starts stations, um, where all of a sudden the energy level is going to drop. You're going to notice mm. that you don't have um, the fire in the belly that uh, Mars usually can provide uh, fixed signs. Um, it's going to kind of, the bottom is going to kind of fall out. Um, but it, you know, obviously Mars does not um, uh, retrograde forever. It will back up into cancer and give those guys a bit of a headache. Um, and then it will come back forward. And so when in its forward motion, the fixed signs will be able to take advantage of that. Um, but the, the, well, you know, the question will be, and you might get a sense of how, dangerous mars is going to be with pluto in fixed signs um with its first major impact which is mars conjunct pluto in aquarius but we will get to that well the other thing with mars when it's retrograding as with other retrograde planet personal retrograde planets is if you do have hit that wall and don't have the energy it may be that you're trying to do something that it's not time 
Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay, so reevaluate what you're trying to do. Yeah, do Mars. Take a step back as Mars is taking its step back and, you know, maybe redesign what action you want to take. And, you know, because if you're, you know, trying to push ahead when it's backing up, that's yeah. probably not going to go well. Probably not. Okay, so our last group is, and I haven't been marking these ones, but I will mark this one, is this little grouping here, which is our wonderful eclipses um, and the fact that Chiron is hanging out with them. Yeah, and, Chiron's very slow right now. Yeah, it's been, yes. It's been hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's egg. been going back and forth over that 20 degrees for I don't know how long, because that's basically the u.s chiron <laughs> it's just been sitting yeah, exactly. on it back and forth back and forth so yeah it's very slow and it's staying in aries so so the eclipses across the cardinal axis um you will have those axis somewhere in your chart um the fact that it's not directly on the fixed which it has been um, so last year and the beginning of 2023, it was on your axis, your fixed axis. Um, it doesn't mean it's gone away, um, but it's likely if, you know, if you've got sun, moon or ascendant, um, your angles, it will, it, the impact won't be as great. Um, what we want to be sure, though, is that the Aquarians, you can support healing, not contribute to creating more wounding. And the same with Libra. Um, you're forming a trine and um, or uh, a trine to the Libra, a sextile uh, to um, Aries from Leo and Aquarius. And so you can actually work with in a positive way. Hmm. with this yeah 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 okay so that is it now we are going to spend i think we'll do the whole big pluto piece at the very very end so what i'm going to do is and it's asking me this strange question who can see what you share here recording on i hope you guys can see this oh yeah i yeah. can see it it's yeah. just a little bit of a, like, can you see that, Joe? The screen's no. moving slightly. No, no it's just me. Not, okay. not for me, it's not. Yeah, I, that's a weird question. I've not seen it ever asked me that before. Okay, so let's look at the month to month, which is, um, there are some months, folks, where you're going to want to mark it down on your calendar uh, you're going to want to um, make note of certain timings. And depending on what we're talking about, um, let's say Mercury, you're looking at two to three days if it's not in its retrograde or stationing position. With Mars, again, two to three days. Same with Venus. Um, uh, Jupiter is probably more, what, like a couple of weeks that you're gonna yeah, yeah. 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 Depending on how fast if it's that it's fastest, maybe a little less. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's an orb of influence that we do feel coming and going. And yeah. Yeah. It's and not just the strongest uh, is usually as it approaches. Yeah. It doesn't negate the after. And then of course, with Jupiter on out, you will get three hits typically. Um, 
and uh, yeah, depending on where the planets start at the beginning of the year. Okay, so let me get my happy little sheet. So what is totally notable about this first month, of course, is the fact that Pluto will enter Aquarius, not permanently, not no, yet. Not yet. <laughs> but so we're getting closer. Yeah, it has one little brief escapade. Um, and so, yeah, during the month of uh, January, that will be the moment. But for those who in the fixed arena have zero degrees prominent, um, you will notice this. It's like it's coming back again and again because it's been flirting with this point for, what, two years now. And globally, this is that point where the new Jupiter-Saturn conjunction occurred, bringing us yeah. into a 200-year air um, cycle. And so this will have far-reaching. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, but and that does that. Signs, personally, you'll be like, right, this is not the last one, but it's just about the last one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so what what I am hearing from some folks is this is when AI is likely to roar back into the news in a big way. But there's going to be more. Pluto's in Aquarius for 20 years. There's going to be other revolutionary, transformative, not so much revolutionary. Well, it could feel revolutionary, transformative energy. Um, but we'll we'll come to that after. Okay, so the other guy that stations is... Uh, Uranus, and he stations on January the 26th, so actually very close to when uh, Pluto goes in. Mm -hmm. There he is on the 26th. Let's it up a little bit more. Yeah, and so with that 19, he's going to start marching forward. He will not be back to 19, um, but yeah, so... Wow, yeah. look at the aspects he's getting a boost from there with... Uh... Yes. exactly exactly that could be so this would be a classic for um the fixed signs to use as a legitimate launch moment mm -hmm. yeah yeah that would be a really excellent launch moment yeah with those two backing it up good catch yeah. And well, it's not so savvy um you know it's not so shabby also that venus is trining jupiter yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like a great day, and where it feels like protests could find traction, mm -hmm. particularly yes. in yes. environmental concerns. You know, yes. just being in such yep. fixed Earth-bound energy of Taurus and yep. Capricorn, or, like or the Earth may actually... respond with "Hello, wake up! This is mm -hmm. what's happening." Yeah, you think so? With a this kind of graceful. Right. I like you yours like better. Way. I like yours better. It's true. I, you know, <laughs> I think people it, coming together. Yeah. yeah. But I'll also, see. yeah, maybe Mother Nature being, you know, it raining, but then there being a rainbow at the end of the day. Maybe more, maybe a little bit positive like that. Yes. yes, well, yes. And, you know, also people taking more responsibility. Yes. Because mm -hmm. it's in Capricorn, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, because part of this whole thing is, you know, we've been relying on governments and corporations and, you know, like 
sort of abdicating our own responsibility in in you know the decision making process and and all of that. And I think this is a signal that people are kind of like, I think it's time we just kind of took some more responsibility. And, and the Venus Jupiter has got a, a pointing right at Saturn there. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Very close um, little triangle that, mm-hmm. you know, again, very supportive of all of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite the moment there. The end yeah. Of yeah. Okay, moving on into February. This is a month. Okay, so um, buckle up. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we have, you know, Mercury and uh, Mars is about to, you know, like dash in and conjunct. So this is February the 5th. Um, fourth is when it actually goes in, uh, it conjuncts on the fifth. So earlier in this day, I've got this set for noon. Um, and so here will be an announcement, Mercury, Pluto, um, we are going to collectively be hoping for, um, you know, announcements that point to a future that is sustainable, uh, on a personal level though, this is you, being in a place where you have to own your own truth and speak it. Um, You may find for the Scorpio Taurus that the truth that that crashes into you is not something you want to hear. For Leo, of course, it's walking in the door with a piece of truth. Um, But these are going to be subjects that um, you're going to have to work with. And Pluto, because Pluto is involved in this, You'll be working with this for a while. Well, at least it's not right on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, team. I hear you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, so our next aspect is February the 10th. And what we have here is uh, that Mercury squaring Jupiter. Um this is a big message that could be too big and too much to grapple with or handle. Um, what else? Well, we especially coming off the conjunction with Pluto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because it, that's digging into stuff that maybe could potentially be very dark. Lots of secrets. I mean, Pluto yeah. can be all of that. And it may be stuff that some people might not want to hear. Yeah. This, this will, yeah, it's not easy energy, but maybe if you need to um, demand that something be dealt with, this would be the day yeah. to, ha- you know, to have your day in court or something. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with Leo, that's an opposition. And you, you know, in theory, you will hear something that you clearly have to figure out a compromise to. Okay, then Mars. We have Mars on the 12th. And like I was saying earlier, um, you know, everybody's in a big tizzy about the Jupiter Uranus, not everybody, but a few astrologers are. This to me is, ooh, kind of shivers me in the sense that um, 
you know, this is for me when I see this in a chart. So somebody born on this day, uh, February the 13th, 2024, this is a big stick in the park coming into the planet. Mm. Um, it's a day before, um, ooh, Valentine's Day. Wow. This will not be a quiet and calm <laughs> or, um, Valentine's Day. Just oh, no. No. Sorry, I'm just saying it in my chart. Although you do have Venus sextile Neptune. <laughs> I do. And so the That's big sick. stick in the park might be able to just like slide in without you even noticing. Ouch, ouch. But anyway, it's so in terms of what Pluto has in mind for the next 20 years, um, the raw power of the change that is upon us, this may afford us a couple of days where we get a glimpse of what that's about. Mm. Now, for an individual, um, this could be a dumping of buried stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and so be very careful with your power if you have early degrees in fixed signs. Um, you will, for a day or two, have that big stick. Um, know that you could do damage make no mistake you could do significant damage yeah yeah but yeah need to you know break down a door well this is for aquarians yeah if you if you are prone to to having a temper yes then you need to temper that <laughs> you need to yes, you, you know be mindful because this is a very intensely and it has the potential for violence. I mean, yeah. Mars, Pluto. And it would be of the, the word variety. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. Mercury not conjunct. Mercury is there as well. Yeah. But it is an air sign. It's So one of the things I have heard about this Pluto in Aquarius is um, your vision for the future actually has to include everybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah because it is a humanitarian sign, but this could give you the feeling almost of a messianic moment. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not exact square, but it is still, you know, it's only eight degrees off the square to, to mm -hmm. Jupiter. Mm -hmm. So yes, I mean, that can magnify it, even though it's not a close square, it's still, yeah, you know, but it is, yeah. So yeah. it's, it can make it even bigger and, yeah, it's uh, being mindful. Not as always. It's mindful, 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 mindful. Mindfulness is very important for all of us. Um, for the next 20 years. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but yeah. I mean, we will get used to Pluto and Aquarius. It's just going to take a little while. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. Okay. I think it will be, you're talking about mindfulness, like as a collective. Yeah, and that being more yeah. witness of the identity, becoming more self-aware as a society, yeah. which yeah, I feel like has already been happening in the last. And I think that's part coming off of what I was talking about before with people taking more responsibility uh -huh. within the collective. We are all part of the collective, but we all have our individual responsibility yeah, within that. that to be mindful and work with others. I mean, you know, Aquarius is kind of community oriented. So exactly. this could be a big movement of some kind. Yeah. 
you know. And it uh, needs to be mindful that it has to be inclusive. Yeah. Yes, and it could be, you know, a very positive thing, but we have to be using these energies wisely, not letting them use us because, yeah. you know. We do have the Saturn sextile with Jupiter, so that's, yeah. that's kind of nice to, you know, yeah. help with that responsibility piece. Mm -hmm. So then we add more to the crowd, okay, and that being, of course, just days later on the 16th, Venus joins. Um, again, so now we've got, um, you know, the Messiah literally coming onto the earth, possibly, <laughs> somebody with way too much Aquarian energy, but we're on a hope it's in a good way. Um, I really don't think like this, Maureen, so it's a good reminder. Yes, <laughs> Aquarius Messiah will be entering the earth. Oh and we could, we could have some, you know, big revelations there with Mercury squaring Uranus at the Uranus. same time. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this the month of February needs to be, you know, bookmarked in your calendar for fixed sign folks. Um, you know, you want to dot your eyes and cross your t's in terms of what agenda you may have during that period of time. She says to herself as she realizes she's going on a trip. Then um, the other thing, <laughs> Jupiter, Jupiter squaring the midpoint of that zero to eighteen degrees. Oh, yes, yes. Well, Ju Jupiter's very much involved in that. Yeah, yeah. We're in that midpoint. It's tied into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, again, you know, Leo, you're, you know, you've got this Titan standing in front of you. Um, it wants to do relationship. It seems to feel like this is fated, Venus-Pluto. Um, and you're going to want to have really clear boundaries that you're willing to negotiate and ones that you aren't um the t-bone from this grouping to the you know the taurus scorpio um do not be confused about how strong this is mm -hmm. yeah this is this has got some some punch to it definitely yeah and and, and also you know if, if you've got something at nine degrees it's on that midpoint yeah. of that grouping Mm -hmm. So anything there in any of the fixed signs is going to be tied into that mm -hmm. in a big way. Exactly. So as we march through the month, of course, the rest of the squares start happening. The Mercury one <laughs> is between the 16th and the 17th. Um, then, of course, what we've got is a um, Venus-Mars conjunction. <clears throat> Um, which can be quite lovely, um, you know, in terms of people. It's not very far away from Pluto, though. No, it isn't. <laughs> so very karmic um, relationship energy is at work here. The meeting of minds, um, one could say. Um, yeah. There's, but there's an intensity there with that. Oh, Pluto, yeah. Well, sure. and, and they are close enough to Jupiter that yeah. So alliances that are formed during this month. Yeah. Significant. And we want to hope that significant in bringing a new agenda to our social order. 
Um, and what I would like just briefly to throw into the mix <clears throat> is the last time Aquarius, Pluto was in Aquarius, we had the American Revolution from the UK and we had the French reign yep. of terror or the French Revolution from its yep. aristocracy. So that's the, the kind of punch that we can get with Pluto in Aquarius. Well, because Aquarius is, is a revolutionary sign. It's ruled by Uranus and Uranus wants to... Yeah. overturn all that old Saturnian stuff and do it in a new way. Yeah, in an individual, yeah. Okay, so we get the square from Venus on the 24th, and then the square from Mars um, just as we end the month on the 27th um, to Jupiter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was the two looks like the 26th here. Yeah. Okay, so you've got Chiron, you know, on the same degree as the North Node now. Ah, yes. Yeah. And Mercury cozying up to Saturn there. Yeah. Whether this group can actually notice that, yeah, maybe not. Unless you've got personal planets um in yeah. Pisces, which you could if you're an Aquarian, you could have oh, yeah. personal planets yeah. in Pisces. Uh, if you're a Taurus, you could have personal planets in, uh, you know, along the Aries um, axis. And so you might notice this, but the other is yeah, pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ignored. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, like nobody is all pure fixed signs yeah. or pure any, any particular modality. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Although some do have. Some have more than others, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I know that. <laughs> okay, so in the month of March, um, you know, we obviously still have, you know, three planets in, or five planets in fixed signs, so we will notice that. But what we will be more considerate of is the square to Uranus on March the 3rd from Venus. This could be a shocking breakup of some where ideology, you know, crunches into someone else's ideology and it's just there is no um compromise on that yeah but there needs to be and there needs to be negotiation and but it will be direct and upfront That's well especially with mars still kind of leaving the square to jupiter it's mm -hmm. i mean they're all kind of it's yeah, two and yeah. two two and two kind of you know yeah. so yeah, they're they're all working at the same time in the yeah, not fixed uh, middle degrees, right? But they yeah. have separated away from Pluto, which oh yes, yes. the energetic yeah. value down a little bit. Yep, we, we're chilling just a hair. Yeah, unless you are one degree Sun in Aquarius, and then just yeah, all bets are off. Or one degree <laughs> Leo, or one degree Scorpio, or one degree Taurus. You could these nuances will mean nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm and only see blue. <laughs> but in a general sense, this is a bit of a bit of the like the ricochet after a big explosion. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why isn't this done? Well, and it, yeah, it's still Mars, right? I mean it's yeah. Yeah, Mars is still Mars. <laughs> Mars is still Mars. Relationship okay. issues still working themselves out. So the next thing that we have is coming up in April. So we're just going to, uh, the whole 
um, you know, intensity, of course, starts to leave by the middle of March with Venus going into Pisces and then following very shortly with... Um, Did you skip the Mars square to the Uranus? Oh, no, no, I can't miss that. When was that? You are... Not Monday for the Venus. <laughs> you have it exactly. Okay, March 9th. Sorry. Yes, that will be significant. Yeah. Um, astrologers will be talking about this um, fixed signs will be just groaning um, and again temper is the one thing you've got to have in check because um, this can create accidents with mars it's sharp objects um, yeah. and moving too fast without thinking yeah oh. yeah talking too fast without thinking um, you know um, well especially with work Mercury can join up too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thinking you do have the way, the truth, and the light. No, yeah. no, no, you might not. It might be true for you, but that's it. And um, Mercury about to square Pluto too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sextile. Yeah, it'll be a sextile when it moves. Sextile. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, anything else? Yeah. So it will shift though when. Venus and Mars, we will both, everybody will kind of notice this when Mars leaves uh, Aquarius. Um, mm -hmm. We've got all this stuff ganging up now in um, uh, mutable signs, which, you know, I think the fixed crowd um, are kind of trying to take a breather, but of course we've got coming Uranus coming together. Yeah. And so for the few weeks that most things are in Pisces, take your breather because the big kahuna from some astrologers' point of view is rapidly approaching. The other thing with this right, right here is that Pluto is um, semi-squaring the north node there, the nodal axis. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. So it's pulling in that, that nodal axis. Yeah, the eclipse pieces. Yeah. <laughs> eclipses we did an eclipse we um, did 2024 20, it's a few episodes back um yeah because this you can see this compression of planets yeah you know the full moon and the new moon are you know there's some pa um, punch packed when you get this kind of focusing uh, yeah when all the planets are together like this yeah Okay, so at the start of April, we get a Mercury retrograde just to confuse everything, but he's backing up in Aries. So the, it was the cardinal group that would definitely notice this. But as you can see, you know, Jupiter is coming up for the big kiss and it happens, uh, let's see now, on around the 20th of April. So because these are both slower moving planets, the um, impact of this, you may feel it, you know, a good week beforehand. So those who have 21 degrees of any fixed sign or two to three degrees orb around that, know that, that you're not likely gonna miss this moment. Um, it could be a lottery win. That would be my my hope for people with Taurus circuits, right? Got a nice sextile <laughs> for Mars. Got <laughs> um, the nice sextile. give it a little more up. 
Yes, that's true. That's from Mars, yeah. But Mars is in wishy-washy Pisces. I don't know. Well, it is. But it could be just... a a ghost comes to visit you. <laughs> that's possible. Um, Why do you say that? Oh, because Pisces, that's an energetic level, right? Yeah, but Mars so, is still Mars. I mean, on a spiritual level, you, you can know, be bleed you can be a spiritual warrior without energy. Yeah. Exactly. And bring, bring that spiritual energy into play with that Jupiter Uranus. Yeah, yeah. To give it an actual physical form on the planet. So um, we don't need any gargoyles. Uh, we don't need any bad angels. <laughs> bad angels. Very, very clear if you're playing on the elemental slash energetic level uh, of what you think you might be bringing in. Oh, and is this someone's birthday? <laughs> oh, one more day. Go one more day. Let's see how let's see how exact this is. I need to know. Yeah. Okay. One more day. All right. The eighteenth? No. Where did that uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. The eighteenth. Still twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it. I have Taurus in the ninth house, and oh, I have. Okay. So yeah. That's... I have started thinking about moving to London, England. Oh. Ooh. So that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You're going to want to note whether the energetic upon arriving fits, right? You know, with that Mars sextiling that group. Yeah. Because you'll know almost immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah. You will feel it. Oh, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. Or, oh, my God, get me on a plane. Get me out of here. Well, interesting. Yeah. In, in Aries there, too. Mm -hmm. Probably. Oh, probably hitting some midpoints with uh, the Pisces Taurus. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, could very well be. All righty. Okay. Uh, so the big kahuna has happened a few days later. Uh, you know, because Mercury is retrograde, don't expect your travel plans to be all that smooth if you choose to go then. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Mercury stations on the 25th. Um, and then we have Venus joining the, joining the Taurus crowd. So this can be a breath of gentleness in the otherwise packed um fixed sign experience um you're squaring uh, Pluto though well yeah it is coming up to a square so the the Aquarians and the Leos might not get the benefit of it but I am sure the Tauruses will totally take advantage of it um and the Scorpios will try as well I'm sure um but yes it does square Pluto um and so again you have that agenda conflict um open but still you have to deal with it uh and the actual square happens on the 30th yeah it's the next day mm -hmm. and pluto is getting ready to station so you know for the fixed folks um this has gone past it's come up to a degree more than it has in its first entry into Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So for those who have two degrees, um, this is likely to be your first major experience. 
the first hit of Pluto is always usually relatively obvious, kind of like the big club. Uh, the second hit, you get to see whether or not you've made an appropriate transformation to its liking, but you are going to get probably upwards of four hits. So know that the process is meant to be slow because Pluto is going really slow, which means it can go really deep. Um, and uh, yeah, you want to be available. You, you know, the resistance that can be, um, you know, something that's useful for fixed signs. With Pluto, I don't recommend it. Well, and you've got Mars sextiling that from its own sign, which could yeah. be helpful in terms of using the energy in a Yes, positive. for that first hit, it could be, yes. Yeah. Um, and it could be the part two of what we saw back in January with Pluto sextiling Mars, Mars sextiling Pluto. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see now. So the, yeah, the second is when we get the station, there it is there. And so then he'll be backing up, um, you know, so the zero degree and the one degree folks are like, oh, okay, okay. It's coming back. Uh, and Mercury is getting ready on the 15th. So it's kind of quiet till then. We get uh, Mercury into Taurus. And at about the same time, or just before Mercury gets into Taurus, we have the Venus sextile to Saturn, which, yeah. Um, I mean, on a creative level, that's wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say, if you've got some art project to do, that's yeah, yeah, that can really help you be yeah. disciplined and focused. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. The Leo Aquarians are like, what? Go away. <laughs> Not of much use to them. Okay, so then we get. Um, oh, there we get. Okay, so now we've got four planets in Taurus. Um, and Mercury will probably definitely square that, re, you know, retrograding Pluto, yeah. um, you know, the, the war of words, um, again, entrenchment is not what's necessary. Respect mm -hmm. is what is required. Um, yeah. And with Venus there, that might be achievable. And this is, yeah, we're talking May here. Okay, but then we have a shift. And this one will likely be noticeable. Um, Jupiter is, um, it's gonna sextile Neptune, give a big kiss goodbye to um, one of its more favorite arenas, which is Pisces and the planet Neptune. Um, yeah, people that get married in May may have this. It might be okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so first, You're Venus, having a big wedding. <laughs> yeah, Venus leads the way. Um, she's gonna sextile Pluto, so you know the Leo and Aquarius folks are going to be able to uh, form alliances quite easily. Be sure you're clear on who you're aligning with um, because Pluto is making it karmic on a certain level. But there is that possibility. And then Jupiter joins. So mm -hmm. there's going to be, and so that's 
that's the last of Jupiter in Taurus for another 12 years. So by then, of course, Uranus will have left. Um, and yeah, Venus, Jupiter, trying Pluto. That's uh, yeah, that that's going to have some moments to it. Definitely. Uh, that's an interesting combination. And yeah, it will and yeah, be really interesting to see what that brings. Exactly. Brings exactly. out. Yeah. Oh, my, your battery is low. My computer wants to, it better not shut down. <laughs> that would be horrendous. Yeah, no, unplugged in. Um, okay. well, we've got the sextile between Mercury and, and Saturn there, which mm -hmm. is productive. Yeah, this would be a launch moment, you know, for a communique or um, the run for the presidency down south or <laughs> so i think this is too early for their primaries though i think um yeah yeah i don't think they do them as early as may but uh i don't know seems to go on forever down there yeah um, this is really good launch energy though yeah for an aquarian motif or a leo uh the taurus scorpio not so much are they going to be able to take advantage of it? But definitely Aquarius Leo. Okay. Um, we have the Mercury Uranus conjunction next. And um, this is revelational um, mm -hmm. earthquake news, um, May 30th uh, into 31. And yeah, Mercury Uranus announcements out of the blue. Surprise! Yeah. Okay. In June, we have, of course, um, Mercury will also then join the Gemini crowd. Um, he'll first sextile uh, Neptune, which is not really useful, except if you're writing poetry, which might be a thing with Pluto sextiling Jupiter, <laughs> tying them all together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, quite a long trying between Jupiter and <clears throat> Pluto. Yeah, yeah. well, and, <coughs> you know, because it's not, Pluto hasn't moved much since. No, I know. Into retrograde. Jupiter's not moving all that yeah. fast. So this would be, you know, a movie launch moment of a specific genre, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a launch moment. Okay, where are we here? This is June. So we get um, the next thing is the square. So this is Mars hitting Taurus. So, you know, buckle up. You're going to get lots of energy. Um, and at the same time, you'll be squaring Pluto. So this is going to be, I mean, there's Mars is basically dictating at this point. Um, but he's got the backup of Uranus over there. And, um, you know, since the conjunction back there in January, this is our next sort of explosive cut through charge, you know, um, liberty or death, which was, which came the last time um, mm -hmm. Pluto went into Aquarius. Um, yeah. We're going to hope that the rallying cry is more about, yes, we can find a way to all get along rather than let's just kill each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can hope. This will be, um, you know, this this first 10 days or so or two weeks of June. Again, for fixed signs, 
if they're very strong in your chart, uh, be careful with sharp objects, be careful mm. with your uh, anger and, um, you know, you don't want to weaponize it. Um, Pluto is giving you a huge punch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So be very, very careful um, during this time. Okay. Um, we get later, we get the station of both uh, Neptune and Saturn, but first we get Mercury and Venus moving into Cancer. Um, this will be easy energy for um, uh, Scorpio Taurus. And, uh, but there'll be a feeling of a pause because the fact that both Neptune and Saturn are going to station within days of each other, mm -hmm. energetically, we may notice this. We may notice this. Well, that's an awkward energy between uh, uh, Venus, Mercury, and yeah. Pluto there. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's yeah. an uncomfortable one. Yeah, it is. Emotionally. Okay, so moving into July, Mercury is really torquing along. And so um, let's just get past these stations. There's Saturn stations on June 28th, and then July, we get uh, July the 1st, we get the station from Neptune, and right about then, Mercury now is getting ready to light the skies up again with his opposition to Pluto, which will last a few days. Mm -hmm. And we've got Mars getting uncomfortably close to Uranus. <laughs> This yeah. is not going to be a shabby moment at all. No. Um, Venus catches up very shortly, July 11th, with her own opposition to Pluto. Uh, again, karmic relationship standoff. This is, you guys have got to find a compromise. Um, Uranus and Mars, are though, although they are at the other end of the sign, we are going to be feeling it by now, the Mars-Uranus coming together. And so it will, because Pluto is in Aquarius now, um, it wants to break open something really deep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so it's nothing, nothing breaking loose on the surface. No, this is going deep. Um, and what we've got, of course, to back that up will be Mercury coming in to help out the breakup uh, with its square. Well, and it could be a it could be a spiritual breakthrough with that sextile to Neptune and Pisces as well. Mm -hmm. It could be. Yeah. OK, so moving on, we get uh, the first is a square, of course, to. Oh, wait a minute. We passed it. Okay, so here we have the exact July 14th, 15th. Um, if this is you in your chart, um, bubble wrap? <laughs> Hide in a bunker? I don't know. Don't handle sharp knives. Um, <laughs> yeah, and really, yeah. You, you yeah. Know. Don't be doing anything dangerous. You could break things. Oh gosh. Yeah, and and you know the anger can get out of control really yeah. easily. Yeah. So this is middle of July. Yes, you're on summer holidays. Um, you know, pack the kids off to the grannies or grandpas, <laughs> so that they're not annoying you. 
Um, this is tough. I'm not sure if you'll make it there. What's that? For travel, I'm not sure if you'll make it there. Ah, ooh, yeah. yeah. You may be grounded. You may be grounded because it's in Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Quakes are us. That is, you know, but it on a personal level, that's exactly what it is. And because Pluto is also in a fixed sign, um, you're getting evidence of what Pluto will do when he finally gets up to that square, right? You're getting the evidence, the prelim, which is you, off, but you'll get an idea of what that opposite or what that square is going to be like for the person. Yeah. Yeah, we do get these previews. This one will be quite shocking. Okay, where are we here? July 15th. Okay, then of course Mars, you know, shifts notes, but it's going to do Neptune first, and then it's going to do the trine. <coughs> mm. This is interesting because, yeah. again, it's another launch moment. Um, with lots of, um, by this point in time, we might have, you know, significant candidate things settled down in the States by July. Don't know. Um, but this is a launch moment, definitely, you know, where you're rallying the battle cry for what it is you want to see happening. And at the same time, of course, we've got the Mercury square Uranus. So, ooh. Um, well, it could also be a lot of speaking truth to power there. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Because Mars and Gemini is not going to be shy about expressing their thoughts. No, no, not with Mars. And with Mercury and Leo, um, you know, the script is crashing into somebody else's script. Um, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. dueling visions of a future. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, moving on into August. Um, I think our big one is Mercury. Well, this is, where are we? No, we're in July. This one is out of step. It must go retrograde. Mercury must go retrograde shortly because he uh, is going to August, back Yeah, up. August 5th. Yeah. So he is going to back up and do another square. Um, yeah, so here we have that alliance that you thought was going to be so beneficial may come flying apart August 1st with the Venus square Uranus in fixed signs. Uh, then we get a Mercury station. And so he will back up into Leo and give us another square here on the 17th. Um, and it's interesting, he stations on a square to where Jupiter Uranus conjoin at 20 mm -hmm. degrees. So this could harken back to that April moment, which is stations and it does it here on august the 28th yeah there could be a hearkening back to that moment okay so at the end of august we have uranus stations so this is as high as it gets this year but as you can see he's so close to the border that next year he does make 
his permanent ingress into Gemini. Definitely. Okay. Uh, where are we here? So we're in September. Mars getting real close to that square to Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. Which the cardinal crowd will definitely be aware of. The inconjunctive Pluto. We will see it. But... Um, Oh, and by the, pardon me, we have the packing up of um, yeah, yeah. So September first, bye bye Pluto in Aquarius, and hello Capricorn again. Oh my God, will it ever be over with? Yes, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> Capricorn energy is just like taking its sweet time getting out the door. Yeah. Well, it only backs up to 2936, so it's really yeah, yeah right yeah. in that very anoretic degree of Capricorn stay in there. Yeah, we have Mercury then gets into... And Mars in conjuncted there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm upstairs doing my show. I'll be done in a few minutes. Wow. Yeah, your we've taken, we, this is a long episode. Damn, um, I'm going to have to take a pass, Artif, because I'm, I'm going to be probably another 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's because we talked a while before we started recording. We did. We didn't get started on time. Okay. Okay. We'll right. talk later. Yep. Okay. So we've got that Mercury squaring Uranus there. Yeah. So perhaps some more revelations here. Yes, because he's backed up. So he would have done this three-pass thing. Yeah, and he's and in, in conjunction yeah. Neptune at the same time. So really, yeah, let's sort out the confusing messages here and get some clarity. <laughs> we can hope, yes. Okay, so we're September 6th uh okay yeah the final one is there and now venus um uh, later in the month she'll cross into scorpio so you know the scorpio crowd are going to be yay let's have an intense relationship <laughs> <laughs> um and you know um unfortunately you know pluto isn't in aquarius so i'm not sure how karmically tied this one could be but you never know i mean like you say it's in the amuretic degree so yeah it could be karmic in nature yeah, yeah i mean you know that that you know a few minutes before the boundary line is really uh, it is border right yeah, exactly and within like a couple of uh, yeah, within two weeks, Pluto does station. Of course, uh, Venus will have moved on. And you've got Uranus almost trining it there too. That the, mm -hmm. was at seven, so it's yeah, yeah. Okay, so the eleventh is when Pluto stations. There it is, twelfth. 2024 mercury now is about to join scorpio so you know there is that latent square between pluto yeah uh, in conjunct to neptune and pluto stationing there yeah and pluto is stationing so this could be significant yeah um yeah and this is coming into the last few weeks of the election down south 
um, this could be a shakeup, this particular oh, yeah. aspect. Yeah, because you've got Venus opposite Uranus. Yeah. You've got that kind of little uh, Uranus, Neptune, mm -hmm. Pluto. Yeah. Kind of, they're close enough to be yeah. talking to each other there. Yeah. And as I commented last week, um, when those three, it's like they're ramping up the energetic in order to get us ready for Pluto in Aquarius. Right. Yeah, and Mercury's going to yod to two of them to Uranus Neptune there. Yeah, yeah, doing a yod. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, now Scorpio gets to say what it's always needed to say. <laughs> um, but again, it doesn't spend a lot of time. And during the month of November, the big guy is going to be um, Pluto doing its final entrance back into Aquarius in which he will remain there for the next 20 years. And he's yep. doing that with Mars. So just as he first entered yes. in January with Mars, he's doing it again with Mars. My goodness, this is a shabby year for this ingress at all. She says plaintively with Venus squaring Saturn at the same time. Yeah. Now look at the aspects between Mars and all, all the other guys too, though, the trying sextiles with yeah. Uranus and Neptune. Yeah. yeah. This is a moment, October 28th. This is totally a moment. Well, we've got Jupiter sextile Chiron now too, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a moment, October 28th. The astrologers will talk about it. Because mm -hmm. okay. we've got and Jupiter and Saturn doing their square to each other now, not sextile. Yeah, and we've got Mercury coming up to its opposition to Uranus, creating this amazing grand line. Okay, again, we're just days away from an election. <laughs> this is oh my God, and Halloween this year was also astrologically. Oh, yes. Yeah. So is the so, energy coming in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at that chart. Yep. They will be talking That's about this chart. Yeah. Yep. So whoever is born on Halloween. Yeah. Packing a punch. Packing a huge punch. My goodness. And those who have, and those who have birthdays that yeah, on October the 31st. Yeah, do pay attention. Um, you've got quite a year ahead. Mm. Yeah. I think we're going to get some truth coming out there. Yeah, one would hope. Yeah, okay. Uh, where are we here? So November 1st. Uh, yeah, we're just tracking with that Mars-Pluto. Uh, and so he does hit Leo before Pluto does, but it's in the realm, right? Like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Still carrying the energy from the opposition, for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. So Pluto comes in on the 20, on the 19th. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
we go. So yeah, he's only at four. So this is still operative. To oh, yeah. yeah, Pluto opposite Mars. Big stick, folks, fixed I folks. Why is that something so dramatic? What's that? Why does Pluto have to cut, like, you know, entering so dramatically? Finally, it's like officially moving into Aquarius. Yes. And then it's got to oppose Mars. Yes, yeah, so it's going to do it. It's just so dramatic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Generally, it feels like quite a dramatic year. For yeah. fixed and signs, it is. For fixed signs, absolutely, this will absolutely. be a year for them. Yeah. 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 Well, for all of us. Because... Spanning not the very end of fixed signs, but close to the end and then the very beginning. Those are the two groups that are not yeah this will be one of those pivotal years for them well and for everybody because it's not every year you get pluto you know yeah exiting a sign you know and playing on the zero degree thing for four times you know yes exactly it's exactly. kind of monumental <clears throat> so it will be interesting in december when venus catches up because of course she did that at the beginning of the year um and she will then very shortly be around when mars stations at six um yeah and so that's probably the next i don't my mid heaven yeah so there's the and you're mid heaven uh, yeah. Mars stations at six degrees of Leo. So for the fixed signs, this is when you're noticeably going to notice a drop in energy. Um, we talked quite a bit at the beginning what that's going to be like. Um, yeah. And I'm squaring my Mars. So yeah, I think I might feel the drop in energy. <laughs> yeah, you probably will. And it's already December. It's already a sleepy time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So sure. there's the revisiting of the karmic. There they are. And, um, you know, at the same time, obviously, Venus will continue on. Mars will back up so that um, by the end of the year, there, there they are. There, there's the first yeah. of the oppositions, but there will be others because it is going to, or will there? Maybe not. Maybe it's only a one-hit wonder because she moves on and he's backing up. Yeah, there will be an opposition, but it'll take a while for it to happen again. Yeah. Getting a January, it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, it ingresses into Cancer just after the new year. Yeah. So there it is at one degree when we start. Well, in Mars posing. It is exactly opposite. So that New Year's Eve. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, interesting because we started started twenty twenty four with with Mercury, right? Yeah, we did. Stationing. Yeah. Okay. How did we start it with Mercury? Stationing. Oh, stationary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this guy, he doesn't station for a while yet. Like he stations at let's see, in twenty five days at. 17 cancer he goes all the way back to 17 cancer before he stations so he will yeah. obviously do another opposition to pluto yeah. and pluto now is permanently in aquarius so just for some historical references um back to the last time pluto went through aquarius 
the rallying cry for the US, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, the West India Committee founded in London, um, instrumental in promoting slavery. But by the time uh, Pluto leaves Aquarius, um, the English did abolish slavery, which is good. Um, we have the decline and fall of the Roman Empire was published, which I find interesting because that is sort of the story of the of the U.S.'s rise to power. And now, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. you know, and so yeah. that book was published just as they headed on their trajectory. I thought yeah. that was quite interesting. Now they're on the decline part of it. Yeah, that's right. So we had Captain Cook, you know, making sure that the European, you know, conquests surrounded the world. Um, we had um, Pat French Pat Revolution. The French Revolution that starts in uh, la 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 la. That's a little bit. It's closer to the middle. Um, it was choo, 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 where are we here? Oh. I didn't, I don't have that page, but it is later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah. No, but yeah. it was, it was yeah. heating. Yeah. It was heating up. Um, but you've got, a, you've got the Jupiter square Saturn now too at the end of. Yeah. At the end of the year. Uh, 2024. Yeah. The end of 2024. So mm -hmm. I, my recommendation to all of the people who have really strong fixed signs in their charts do search the web find examples of people talking about what they feel is going to be the best way to negotiate that, especially if you're Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio. For the Aquarians, um, we are counting on you to, you know, usher in a new age to some degree. You will be the example of that transformation. I'll do my best. <laughs> well, exactly, honey. Um, and the other group that it's calling on um, for people like Le um, Pluto and Leo crowd that Jill and I are part of. Uh, so those born in 1939 or later, um, we will all be getting the opposition if you so choose to live um, well into your 80s and your 90s, you will be getting this opposition. Um, I suspect what it's going to be is the consequences of the fact that there wasn't a lot of forethought back in the 50s and the 60s about what we were doing to the world. Um, the, obviously, the Pluto and Scorpio generation, which is uh, 1970, no, 1983 to 1995, you guys are being called to step up to the plate and usher in this change. Yeah, it's the, it's the end of the baby boomer thing. Yeah. It's our it's the end. And the school group are meant to take over. Yeah. Um, and uh, we wish you um, success. <laughs> God, what a lame thing to say, but we do. We wish so you we success. Do. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure <laughs> much at all. Well, Maureen is like maybe the only boomer who I've heard say like, I'm sorry. Yes, I am sorry. We've had a conversation about it. And you, I was like, wow, I can't believe how healing that is to hear that. Because well, the only, yeah, I mean, my, mainly my parents and my mom's friends I have arguments with, but 
Well, so I appreciate that. I like that we've got the Mars Pluto trining sextiling the nodal axis there. Yes, that's true. I yeah. think that's, I think that's a good thing. Okay, well, um, I've exceeded my limit. My swimming ride came and left. <laughs> this has been a long episode, but that's okay. Well, it wouldn't have been as long if we didn't talk so much beforehand. So well, that's true. it wasn't so much the episode, I think, but yeah. It, yeah, it's... yeah, but it is significant for the fixed group. Um, and yeah, um, Change is entirely possible and healthy. Yep. Keep that in mind. Yeah. That's, That's a good mantra, mantra for the year. Mantra for the year, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Okay. Up next week, it will be the mutables turn who love change, want to shake yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Adaptable mutable signs. Yeah. All righty. Take care, folks, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.